Hello, and welcome to the Aaron Evans Podcast. This podcast is devoted to people who want to love, listen, and live a little better. I'll be sharing my musings as a life coach, a mother, a yogi, an entrepreneur, and I'll be interviewing some of the most inspiring people that I know that are leaving the world a little better than how they found it. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. If you want to stay in touch, you can follow me on Instagram at Aaron underscore Evans. Buckle up and thank you for tuning in. We are bombarded by perfection. In media and social media, we see perfect abs, perfect hair, perfect trips, perfect loves and weddings and parties. What we can't see is the hard moments, the early wake-up calls, the hard workouts that made you puke, the fights, the quitting, the self-deprecating talk, the fear, the debt, the doubt. So it's no wonder we are so afraid of failure because we presume other people don't fail because people don't show us what they don't want us to see. The cool thing about failure is it's what connects us. Your success teaches me very little, but your failure shows me a lot. It is inspiring. It is uplifting. It makes me feel like you and I are the same. When you learn to ride a bike, when you learn to swim, when you learn to ski, there was a series of false starts, false attempts, failures, unsuccessful moments, and all of those times that you fell and scraped your knee or almost drowned were moments of learning. And that's the way learning works. So a failure is an act or instance of failing or proving unsuccessful. It's the lack of success. It's decline, collapse, deterioration, loss. The opposite of failure is to gain, success, improvement, merit, win, rise. What we often forget is that after a failure, there is often a great success. Einstein said, Success is failure in progress. My God, have I failed. I failed some classes. I failed at sports. I have failed relationships. And what's fascinating about all my failures is they taught me the woman that I am and the person that I want to become. They showed me where my passions lied. They showed me where my blind spots were. I'd like to redefine failure, and I would like to empower trying. So many of the greats failed miserably before they got successful. Steve Jobs started Apple in his garage. He got fired from his own company only to realize how passionate he was about that industry. He went on to work at Pixar and Next, until later he became the CEO of Apple. Vincent van Gogh had a mental illness, tons of failed relationships, 
He never sold one painting. He committed suicide at the age of 37. After his death, he went on to be one of the greatest artists that ever lived. So what that proves to me, and I hope to you, is that in order to be successful, in order to get after it, so to speak, we have to try and do things that we're not that good at until we learn how to get better. Let's take a look at my very sad handwritten book, My Journal of Failures. And I hope that you see yourself in my failures and the learnings that came with each one of those failures. My first failure. I was shopping with my dad and my cousin and I shoplifted. I put something in my bag, I felt a tap on my shoulder, and I turned around to see a police officer behind me. He pulled me into this room without windows and I was crying and embarrassed and ashamed. And after a while and some questioning, he called my dad in the room. And he said, I won't put a mark on your record, but if it happens again, it will be on your record. That failure taught me that I never wanted to be in that situation again. I didn't want run-ins with the law, and I didn't want my moral compass to be off because I felt so bad. The learning from that was I was honest with the police officer. I came clean and I was candid. The second failure from my sad handwritten book, my journal, is I tried out for the badminton team three years in a row and I got cut every year. And that final year that I auditioned, tried out for the badminton team, I was so furious at the coach. Why wouldn't he pick me? This is ridiculous. I've tried out three years in a row and it's still a no. And the big learning for me was how quick I was to throw the blame out there. I didn't practice. I wasn't good. I didn't deserve a spot on the team. And what I learned from that failure is I am not naturally athletic, but I have a lot of perseverance. If I want to do any sport, I knew that I had to work really hard in order to be on a team or be able to do that sport well. My next failure was I took a group of yogis to India. And I didn't do my research, but I looked at the pictures and it looked pretty nice. I booked the space and took a group of people across the world to spend a month in India. Turns out we were sleeping on wooden tables. There was rats. The shala where we practiced yoga had cracks in it and the sun was beating down on it. What I learned was do your research. Make sure that you know somebody who has gone somewhere before you so you can ask the right questions and get a feel for a space that you do not know. I had a massive scrambling accident on Mount Norquay. And up until that moment, I knew that what I was doing was not going to end up in my favor. So my first little indication or learning in this failure was that I had an intuitive hit that it was not a good idea to descend the way we descended. I went against my intuition and we went that way. It ended up in a broken arm, a concussion, post-traumatic stress, 
losing my front teeth, stitches in my face and my legs. And after the accident, I sat there and I remember thinking, okay, I'm breathing. I can't move my legs, but I still have breath. I'm still present. I'm still alive. And I pondered, is this the life that I want? If I have one shot and if that was it, would I be stoked with the path that I was walking? And in that moment, I realized that I didn't want to work in the corporate world anymore. I was working in marketing and I knew for a long time I wanted to pivot into yoga. After that moment, once I had healed up and processed the trauma, I went after my real dream of teaching yoga full time. What I find so wild about that is it was the only way that spirit could speak to me. I believe it is the only thing that would have pushed me in the direction of my path and my calling. Unfortunately, it had to be really vicious, but it's one of my proudest moments to realize in that failure what I wasn't passionate about and where I really wanted to be in the world, how I wanted to show up every day. The last excerpt from my very sad handwritten book was the breakdown of my marriage. I married young to a man that I loved dearly and he loved me dearly. We have a son together. And things started to change for both of us. We started to grow in very different directions. And I decided it was my time to leave the relationship. That took me a lot of guilt and a lot of insecurity and shame around breaking a contract, breaking a vow. And the the failure and the learning in that for me is that when there's a no in me, there's likely a no in the other. What I learned about my failed relationship, failed marriage, is I see my husband now, my ex-husband, don't tell his girlfriend, and he is happier. He is in a good place. And I was so worried about breaking the home, breaking his heart, and what my students, my parents, Oprah would think of me. But in order for me to step onto the path in my next form, it was something that had to happen. I also learned the importance of communication, the importance of knowing what is yours and what is not yours. And my ultimate understanding of it is that sometimes you have to say goodbye to parts of your life that don't serve the part of your life you want to grow into. I learned that I am incredibly resilient, that my son and my ex-husband are also incredibly resilient, and that everything is always in flux. People change, the seasons change, and the thing I can control is my reaction, the things I do, my actions. So looking at all those areas that I messed up, misstepped, had a deficiency, a collapse, there was a ton of information there for me. There are no mistakes, only lessons. If we're able to look back on our history and see where we went wrong, what were our missteps, 
our failures can be the catalyst to our biggest successes. There are many people who have failed and got back up and done well, but it's risky. It's risky to put yourself out there. What if you are not successful? But like Nelson Mandela said, what if you are successful beyond your wildest dreams? I'll use the example of yoga. In yoga, we practice, but there's never a performance. Every day we get on our mats and we practice. We practice lifting our arms above our head. We practice folding in half. We practice lifting our legs for no other reason than learning and efficiency. What if everything was like that? What if we treated our lives like it was a game, a fun game to be played, not won or lost? The moment I consider myself to lose against another or a sport or a job, I've put the power in the hands of that person, that job, that sport. Winning and losing messes us up because it becomes a competition. So J.K. Rowling, the woman that wrote Harry Potter, she had a breakdown in her marriage. She was a single mother, homeless, had no job. She said, I was the biggest loser I knew. And she went on to write the Harry Potter series. She didn't shut down. She didn't shut off. In fact, she used everything she learned from all her mistakes to go on and do something incredible, becoming a cult favorite. So as you look back on perceived errors or failures in your life, where were you weak? So take a peek at it. If we're considering a failed relationship, what did you do wrong? Were you fake? Did you not put the effort in? Did you shut down? Did you stop communicating? And likewise, what did you do well? Did you participate? Did you love hard? Did you cook and clean and show up? What were the high points? What makes you know that you want to fall in love and be in love again? Likewise, what were the low points? What hurt? What sucked? What felt like it drained your energy and made you small? And if you could do it again, what would you do differently? I really do believe that life is a game. And the more I play to enjoy rather than to win or lose, the more delighted I am at life and what comes my way. So in the Yoga Sutras, again, you don't have to be a yogi to understand this, but this is a really fascinating point. So there's four pillars that Patanjali talks about, and he says, when you are happy, be friendly toward it. Sounds silly. And yet, isn't it human nature to be looking around the corner for the next bad thing that's going to happen? Like, oh, I shouldn't be too happy because I never know what's going to strike next. He says, when you are in misery, in pain, in suffering, be compassionate instead of trying to fix it and change it and metabolize it when you're not ready yet. When you are virtuous, when your moral compass is on point and you are getting things done, you're productive, you're sleeping well, you're treating your body well, the relationship is going well, 
Be delighted. Be fascinated by the success and how fun it is to feel a sense of virtue. And this is my favorite part. When you are immoral or wicked, human, when you do something really human, like lie or steal or cheat or tap out, be indifferent. So indifference is a really beautiful thought because it doesn't give energy to the misstep, the wrongdoing. It doesn't put the hate, the blame on you. So failure. Let's redefine it and start to see it as our step towards success. What if a failure was the universe testing your commitment? What if every time there was a wrong turn, a bump in the road, it was an opportunity for you to prove to yourself how badly you wanted what you're wanting? Vincent van Gogh, the famous painter I talked about earlier, he said, if you hear a voice within you say you cannot paint, then by all means paint and that voice will be silenced. If you have an urge, a desire, a dream, or a whisper within you, the likelihood is that you should go after it. Yeah, you'll fail. People may not buy your art, but you are in the process of creation. You are a willing participant engaged in your own life. And when you look at your Instagram celebrities, yoga celebrities, whoever it is you admire, remember that you cannot see the late nights, the hardships, the doubt, the debt. You are seeing what somebody wants you to see. I want to know where you've messed up. And I want to know what it taught you. And I want to know how it made you better. I also want to know what direction you're headed. What are you willing to risk to go after a big, audacious goal? To succeed is to participate. People might judge, people might talk, but let them talk. Haters gonna hate and ainers gonna ain't. As always, I am grateful for your listening ear and I want the best for you. I want you to have fun and be at ease. I want you to get after it, and I hope you're failing along the way. If you encounter a road bump or a block, go a different direction. Much love, and if you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to rate and subscribe to this podcast. Till next time, keep fit and have fun.